Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. That is Luke 1 verses 16 through 19. Welcome to Orphans No More, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption, foster care, and kinship care. I am your host, Sandra Flack. This is episode 299 of this podcast, and I hope you will stay tuned for next week when we will be celebrating our three hundredth podcast and I have a very very special guest joining me next week so stay tuned for that. I would like to start today by giving a big shout out to some amazing local businesses who support Justice for Orphans and they helped us to celebrate our 10th anniversary by underwriting our anniversary banquet. Uh, So a special thanks uh, goes out to Flack Industries, Collins & Son, Crossroads Ford, New Scotland Paving, Chris Chris and Brignola Law Firm, and the Bank of Green County. Thank you so much for underwriting our banquet. So much going on here. Uh, November is National Adoption Month, and we're just a few weeks away from December. So today, we're going to combine an adoption story with some Christmas gifts. Joining us today, all the way from Washington State, is Jennifer Elwood. She's an adoptive mom and an author of the book, Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited, and, and I'm especially excited because we're wrapping in, we're wrapping together adoption for adoption month and Christmas because right around the corner from this air this airing is the holiday season and you have a resource that's going to help us through that so before we get to talking about your book though I want to talk about your family you're a bio mom an adoptive mom a bonus mom a grandma we could be twins Um, (laughs) tell us a little bit about your family and how adoption is part of your story So adoption actually started in our family before I even married my husband. I'm remarried and he and his former wife adopted two children. And so they both are adults now. And my son, Zach, lives in Boston, but Holly lives here and she is married and has a son that's about the same age as our adopted daughter. So it's really interesting having a grandson six months younger than one of my children. And 
she, my, um, my, my stepdaughter also has a stepdaughter. So I'm also kind of this bonus grandma to her as well. And like, we have this whole big crazy, you know, Genesis family looking <laughs> thing. And I love it. I love it. It's not like what you imagine as a kid, but I couldn't have imagined it any better. Like it's just absolutely amazing. And we were inspired by my cousin, Angie, who stepped out and have adopted from foster care now six times. Wow. So, oh wait. Yeah. Six times. And then one time privately adopted an, a, an adult as well into their family that they'd known since she was a child and so we were really inspired by her we actually went to foster care orientation and then went and adopted privately our first (laughs) adopted daughter and then went back and ended up adopting one of the sisters that my cousin adopted so We've got this whole like family thing going on. All six sisters are now adopted into our families. I have one. She has five. Wow. That is incredible. Only God can write stories like this, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so and and you can use the names of your girls if you're comfortable with that. Or you can just say older, younger. Sure. I, I always let the listener or the, the guests decide what they want to do. But you've got two little girls who came into your family through adoption, one private, one through um, foster care. So can you tell us about how they joined your family a little bit more about 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 them? Absolutely. So Carol Ann is the oldest. She is 10 now. And the, 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 the December before she was born, I literally woke up. I saw a bassinet at the foot of my bed with a little African-American girl in it. And at that point, I was still like, God's just going to bring me a kid in the quote unquote normal way. And how is this? This is weird. And how is this going to happen? And time went on and I started feeling pressed that like adoption was going to be happening in our story and I fought it a little bit and then I went to a prayer meeting for something else and everyone was kind of sharing you know the personal private stuff and I was like I am Lord I am not sharing this this is like my internal dialogue I'm like I'm not (laughs) and then when it came to someone else's turn she said to me and someone is is like they're not quite sharing everything there's something that's being held back and i just started bawling my eyes out and like within a week we had an adoption agency that we were contacting and four and a half months later we were flying to mississippi to adopt our little girl and it went so fast it was just felt like a massive roller coaster and people are like wow that's so fast except that we'd been praying for a baby at that point for years and so it was a little bit like well oh okay yeah well it's fast now (laughs) (laughs) but um you know she came home the transition was pretty easy we we got to the hospital on the beginning of the third day of her life and we just enjoyed Mississippi until all the paperwork was done and we came home and time went on she grew up you started growing up and I started wondering like is there another kid or is there not and I don't 
I don't know. I'm like fine with the two that we have because I also I'm parenting my, my son Mitchell, who's, um, you know, and he goes back and forth between our house and his dad's. And then I went to Israel for the first time in 2015, which is when all of the stuff for writing was really awoken in me. And also came home on the plane knowing that Ella was supposed to be ours. Mm. But I knew I was perhaps up against a fight because she had been transitioned a couple of different times already. And I was like, okay, I've had enough. We're licensed. Why haven't they even asked us? This is ridiculous. And so started the fight of call in the morning, text at lunchtime, follow up with... (laughs) email in the evening like I was very persistent and um just almost on Christmas day it was December 22nd that evening we came home with a little baby wow she was three and a half months old and that's how they joined our family wow so now Ella she was actually she's a sibling to children your cousin have have adopted correct yes yeah so that, yes. that's how you knew about so, her. Yes. Wow. And it's interesting. We actually knew she was coming, but I didn't really meet her until she was probably close to three months old because she ended up with a she ended up with a different family right off the bat. And then my cousin right before that had taken her sister that was about a year older and was just, you know doing their thing and then it's like oh there's another baby (laughs) oh okay yeah (laughs) so um yeah and so it took some time but that's okay and we just really have enjoyed all our adoption processes we really enjoy our children there are challenges that you know uh, but i know uh, biological families that are dealing with some of the same challenges too so um, you know, uh, it's just been a really amazing experience and something that I know that God has ordained for us. And it's just been beautiful. Wow. So Carol Ann is 10 now. And how old is Ella? She is six. She is six. And oftentimes trauma, even prenatal exposure to substances like alcohol, quite common with children in the system. Um do your girls struggle with trauma? What's the adjustment been like over the years since they've come home? Well, my 10 year old didn't have anything in her system. So that was fantastic. Uh, That made for a fairly easy with bonding and things like that. We didn't really have too many issues until it's kind of around school age Mm -hmm. where she just sort of realized like that's when all that you know social awareness wakes up and she's kind of like oh I'm a different color I'm you know and just kind of became more aware of these things and was really kind of pushing back a little bit against the family and then we found her biological brother who through ancestry DNA who had been adopted by a different family in a different state and after we found him, she just kind of settled down like, oh, there's someone else like me. So I'm good. Um, Ella has been not quite that easy. <laughs> there was definitely stuff in her system 
when we received her, she wouldn't sleep without moving in a swing. Mm -hmm. That was very challenging. I relied on all of the co-treatment I had done in my previous life as a speech therapist with OTs and PTs to kind of move her out of some of the funky sensory stuff that we were dealing with. And we were dealing also with a bunch of feeding stuff, lots of throwing up. Like there was just, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of those things have eased, but also, you know, we're, we're dealing with just trauma going back to school after a year and a half, we, we homeschooled for last year and really felt led to put the girls into a different school this year. And that's been great, except that she just struggles. Like, like, like she makes me leave my chair in the hallway because, you know, I'll come back for an old uh, camping chair. (laughs) She's not sure I'm coming back for her. Mm. And so we have really been working through a lot of things. I've gotten a lot of counseling. (laughs) We've had a lot. And, but, you know, we're working through those things. And I just think to myself, you know, the Lord has given us a set of tools. Mm -hmm. He's bringing us more tools. He is healing her. Like I see it, like praying over her and Sometimes I wrap her up and maybe this sounds weird, but um, I've, I have recently did a Bible study that talked about the healing wings of Jesus and that like on rabbi shawls, the, the edges are called the kanaf. They're called the wings. Mm. And it's like a, it's like a, you know, the prophecy being fulfilled from Malachi four two, I believe it is. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to wrap her up in the healing wings of Jesus. I get out the soft little prayer shawl that I have and wrap her up in it when she is really struggling. And gosh, that has been an amazing thing that, you know, we kind of stumbled into that really has helped her and she, and she sees it and she feels it and she feels the Lord Mm -hmm. on her whole situation. And when she's calm, we're able to talk about it. And she, I think, is a lot more drawn to listening to the word and engaging in the word than she was even a couple of months ago. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, I love the spiritual part of that. Um, And, and also with kids with sensory issues and whatnot, weighted blankets. And um, Mm -hmm. we had this, this is totally not like a spiritual aspect of this. So I love I love how how yours is, but um, it was a, an occupational therapist told us about this thing with with our son. Um, they had I went and made it. I bought this stretchy kind of like um, spandexy kind of fabric that you can buy, and I made like a big gigantic sack out of it that just had like a little hole. So he'd like get in it like a sleeping bag, but it would go over his head, and there's just a little hole to peek out his head. But he could like like. Um, stretch out and like that resistance, you know, Mm. like just was very comforting to him. And um, so we did that for a while and and he loved that. But then like some of my, my, my older daughter um, decided to hop in it one day and like, she became this little character she called sack man and started making videos with her friend. And it was like, it became this hysterical thing. But, um, but really the point was, is just how comforting 
that feeling is of being wrapped up. And I love that being wrapped in the arms of Jesus, that, that in the mm-hmm. healing wings of Jesus, that there's something so healing there. Um, so I love, I love that. Um, so clearly adoption changed your family. How, Jennifer, has it changed you as a person? So, you know how sometimes we pray for patience <laughs> and then God's really creative to answer that prayer? I feel like two huge things. One is that my my ability to be patient and not lose it has definitely grown over these past several years. But also, I just feel like, you know, going through these hard times off and on with the kids has helped me draw closer to the Lord. Mm, Just definitely overall period, like. I just feel like if um, if my kids were easy, then I might. Well, I probably would have other challenges. So (laughs) we're going to get refined by the fire somewhere or another. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, right now in my life, it's it's like dealing with all of these extra things with the kids that is just really helping me draw close to the Lord. Yeah. Keeps us on our knees for sure. And Mm -hmm. I once had a Bible study teacher tell me, Oh, don't pray for patience because God doesn't just give you patience. He teaches you patience. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, that's so true. But yes, I've been, you know, I very similar experience and, and I've also learned like self-regulation because where, you know, in the past where I might have freaked out about something or gotten agitated or, you know, whatever, if I couldn't find my car keys or the car in front of me is going too slow and I'm late for an appointment or, you know, just those, you know, first world problems that, you know, really shouldn't bother us, but can bother us. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned that if I don't regulate myself and make myself keep myself calm, then my kid will escalate. You know, one of my sons has a really hard time with stuff like that. So even if I'm having a stressed out day, I have to really, and and that's where you really press into the Lord, right? Because I know I have to take it to him to help me carry this because if I'm freaking out about it, my son's going to freak out about it even more. And it's not something he even needs to be freaked out about, but he takes that on, you know? So I've learned to self-regulate, which really I feel like is just another form of having patience and not, you know, so that too, I can totally identify with that Mm. for sure. So we are both adoptive moms uh, and we've both also become authors, which is so exciting. And I want to talk about your book. It's called Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke, which is really a Bible study, a a, a daily Bible Mm -hmm. study um, throughout the month of December. Um, it is gorgeous. I have a, a copy. I know our listeners aren't actually going to see this, but maybe I could, I'll take a screenshot or something, but um, it's a beautiful, beautiful study. And Jen, what inspired you? Why did you write this book? So I mentioned before that going to Israel for the first time just sort of woke up like I had stuff that I just had to share with people. And it couldn't just be, you know, a couple of people. It had to be more people. And I just really dove in and started studying more of the things that I learned about while I was in the land. And 
I also, for the last 12 years now, so even years before I had been to Israel, I have been reading a chapter of Luke a day through the month of December. I heard it on, I don't know, something on the radio, maybe family life. I don't know. It was something. And they suggested doing that. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do that. And I enjoyed it so much, like starting the month in the birth of Jesus and ending and and celebrating the resurrection on Christmas Eve. Mm. You're like ready for Christmas Day in a way that I, I don't know. I don't I don't know of any other reading plan that can do that for you, probably. But Luke makes it perfect because there's just 24 chapters and it's 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 great. And I love his detailed explanations of things. I love some of the stories that are in Luke that aren't in other places. I just like love the gospel of Luke so much. I listen to it all year long. (laughs) And so I've really looked forward to this practice and every year i just am so excited to start only one year i didn't start on time because i was leading an advent study that was something else for my church and i got to like december 10th and was like oh no i didn't start oh no and god was like you're in the word every day jen it's fine and so then i felt like what would be okay that year would be to sit down the day after Christmas and read the whole thing in one sitting, Mm. which by the way, takes about two and a half hours. There you go. And I did and went, Oh gosh, I think this needs to be shared with more people. (laughs) And God was like, "Uh uh-huh. So how about let's make this a Christmas book. Mm. And so I started thinking about that. I felt like summertime was going to be the start time. I'm like, okay, all right, we're going to start the summer. I'm going to start reading Luke one. And then I don't know what else I'm going to do because I don't know how to write a book, but I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. And ended up in Disney world the very first week of summer and thought, okay, well, I guess I'm not starting it now, but I'll get, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And we went to the water park that plays Christmas music all day long. We weren't (laughs) planning on going there. It was like a last minute change. We get in the park. I'm like bawling my eyes out, walking through. I'm like, oh my gosh, God sent me Christmas music. And my kids are like, okay, mom, (laughs) we're at a water park. Don't you don't need to cry. And so that evening I opened Luke one. And on Christmas in July, which also happens to be my uh, wedding anniversary, I thought I'm not going to bed until I write something down. Mm -hmm. And that began the process. I got coaching. Like it took me three years. (laughs) I can relate. Yes. (laughs) Do it all and learn how to do it well. And so, and then I got like I had I offered the the rough draft online the year before I published it. And then COVID happened and I thought, I, I don't know, I have this rough draft and now I don't know exactly what to do with it and started a mastermind group and was like, well, what if I take these few steps and God took those few steps and multiplied them rapidly. And on Halloween, <laughs> my book, both versions became live on Amazon. Wow. 
That is incredible. Yeah. And I, I I totally can relate. I had a coach too. Um, took me several years to get this done. I'd never written a book before. So it's similar similar stories, um, but, but so exciting when we walk out in obedience, what God calls us to do, right? Mm-hmm. I can also relate to the stress and craziness of the Christmas season. I have a large family. <laughs> I'm homeschooling again, uh, running our nonprofit, this you know, podcasting, parenting teens with special needs. I so desperately want to soak in the presence of Jesus during the holidays. And mm. I always feel like I'm missing it in the midst of the chaos. It always seems crazy. I feel like I have a million mm. things to do. I've got eight kids. Some of them are married. They have significant <laughs> others. I've got five grandkids. It's like, you know, there's always something mm-hmm. to do and something to wrap and something to decorate and something, you know, someplace to be. Um, so I love the idea of your book because it's going to help me to focus. You sent me a copy of the book. I've combed <laughs> through it. And I when I when after I got it in my hands, because I thought I'm going to read this before I interview Jen. And then as I turned the pages, I'm like, oh, this is too special to just plow through. I want to do this right. I want to start on December 1st. So I'm going to start on December 1st, but I've gone through the book and I've just, I love what's in here. First of all, the pictures are Mm. gorgeous, many of which you actually took while you were in Israel. So tell us about Mm -hmm. even just that part, the pictures. Well, in 2018, I actually went on a trip with my friend and the book was in mind. I hadn't yet been to Disney World and, you know, had the whole epiphany of the music and all of that. But I knew it was coming and I just thought I really need to take good pictures while I'm here and was really I took so many pictures. Oh, my goodness. And. So as I was writing, realizing that I really wanted to help people understand the place where some of these things happen or put into mind with an image to, you know, how how this all works together in in Israel. And not all the pictures are Israel, though. We actually planned a family trip in 2020, June that got canceled, of course. And so then I was like, what am I going to do? And... I thought, well, I'll I'll take some p- other pictures of my own. And so I took some pictures of my kids, a little bit of a historical reenactment and a couple of them. The opening of chapter one is my youngest daughter in demonstrating the gift of prayer. It is like the mo- oh, it's just like the most beautiful picture. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, I that comes to mind sometimes when she's she's being rough i'm like she knows she knows how to worship she's just not there right now yeah (laughs) and um and so it's just a conglomeration of all different kinds of of things and uh, this year i actually replaced the print of the um return of the prodigal son by rembrandt with a photograph that i took of my my dad and my son kind of reenacting that moment Mm. in our driveway which isn't in your copy i'm so sorry (laughs) i'll have to stay tuned for the next the next the updated version i'll I'll send it to you in the email you can see the picture yes please do it turned out it turned out beautiful and I'll, i'll have it online you know i'll probably have another little kindle sale later on this year yeah we'll see but yeah um 
it, I think it just turned out beautiful. And so it's kind of a, a work of art yes. as, as well as a kind of a deep dive because every day it's not just a light devotional. I, I, I dove, yeah. I dove in hard. <laughs> And, um, you know, I just I've, I've actually been taking a class on the Jewish history of Jesus recently. And Rab, uh, Rabbi Jay, who has become he and his wife have become our friends. Um, he talked about squeezing every drop out of scripture. Mm. And I'm like, I feel like I, I did that. I, I wrung it pretty, <laughs> I wrung it I pretty hard. That. Yeah. And um, and just, you know, wrote as much I could as I could to open up the culture, the history of what happened. And it, because really, the we I think in Western perspective, we think that the Bible is all about us. Yeah. When really, it, if we look at it from an Eastern perspective, the Bible is really all about God mm -hmm. and trying to open that up with both perspectives is kind of also my goal in uh, writing all of these devotionals. I love that. So like you mentioned, conveniently, there are 24 chapters to the book of mm -hmm. Luke. And actually, when I was first opened up the book, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, so there's 20, she's got 24. And I'm like, could it be there are really 24 chapters to the, the book of Luke? I don't think I ever <laughs> realized that before. I never noticed that before. So then, of course, I had to look and confirm that, yes. <laughs> so if you start with chapter one on December 1st, by Christmas Eve, you will have read through, if you read a chapter a day, the book of Luke. So I thought that's just like brilliant. Um, so you have us reading throughout the study. We're reading a chapter a day. Um, you've added a verse to contemplate, a story that you call receive the gift. Some days have questions to answer. Each day has a Christmas quietude. Am I saying that right? Quiet. Mm, yes. Um, and a suggested song for worship. Um, it's not a ton of work to do because I'm sure that you were mindful that we're all so busy this, that during the holiday season. Yes. Um, but what do you hope your readers will glean from this study? You know, as I processed how reading a chapter day of Luke in December changed me, I realized that what it did was brought a lot more peace mm. to the season because I was so much more focused on my relationship with Christ. I was so much more focused on the details of his life that it helped me put into perspective my own. And I also am feeling, especially this year, because after marketing a book in the month of December, that, whoa, mm -hmm. that was a lot of work. Yes. And I had not prepared well ahead of time to make the space for that. So even though I loved last year, it was also challenging. And so this year I've got, I like, I'm, I'm good. I've got lots of presents in the closet, ready to wrap. My goal is to finish wrapping before Thanksgiving to give myself the time to really dig in and read and enjoy with people. I feel like I missed out on some of that last year because I was so busy doing other things. Yeah. So I just really, my, my, my hope is that people will get through the holiday season and to Christmas Day and realize that they have a lot more peace than they would have had. And you're going to help us with that because actually to coincide yes. with those 24 days, you are offering some... Uh, like micro podcast episodes for each day to go along with the book. Tell us about that. 
Yes. So this summer I ended up rebranding and I am now the Refuge Bible Study Community. And I decided that the podcast would go along with that. And so it's going to be called The Refuge Podcast with Jennifer Elwood. And I think it'll be, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcast. And I think I'm going to use the Facebook function as well on that. That's kind of new. And I am recording a short 10 to 15 minute daily episode that goes from December 1st to the 25th. And each day, except for Christmas Day, has a guest that's helping open the gift each day. And so for people, if they want a little bit more or they read the book last year and they want something a little different, I thought, well, let's just do that and get other people's perspectives on how to open and receive these gifts. And I'm a good portion through recording them. And I just think that this is going to be such a beautiful collection of messages. Mm, I love that. That is so exciting. We'll make sure that we post in the show notes for this episode, links to your website, links to your book and links to your podcast when that when that is available. Um, and you talk about gifts because these are the 24 uh, gifts from the Gospel of Luke. Can you just give us like one or two, like tell us what a couple of these gifts are that we're going to open. Mm. Yesterday, I recorded opening the gift of reconciliation mm. with some friends that have a podcast all about their friendship and how they reconciled after a blow up. And they opened this gift so beautifully. And I feel like that has followed me these last few days and I'm like, Ooh, what is going on? Where, where, what reconciliation do I need right now? Because something's going on. And let me think, um, the gift of communion, Mm. the gift of prayer, the gift of freedom. Yeah. I just opened my book and I just read the receive the gift of saltiness. (gasps) Oh, yeah, that's probably the most interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness. So there's just this is just there's so much in here and I cannot wait to dive into it. Um, I know it's going to be nurturing for my soul throughout the Christmas season. I cannot wait for December 1st. Um, And you didn't just send me a copy. You sent me two copies. So I get to share one with one of our listeners. Facebook has kind of changed the rules on, you know, doing posts about raffling prizes off and that kind of thing. So um, what I want to do is this podcast episode will go live on November 15th, which is a Monday. And we always do a a Facebook post, um, Instagram and Facebook post actually, um, on the Justice for Orphans page about the episode, the guest. There's a nice uh, graphic image, an image there. Um, So for listeners, if you want to win a copy of Jen's book, you can like, comment, and share that post about this episode. And it's episode 299, by the way. Um, And on Thursday, 
November 18th. We will go in and take all of those names, put them in a hat, you know, nice and techy, right? Um, (laughs) Pull out the winner because we really, uh, we have a short window to do it because we want to make sure you have this book by December 1st because you're going to want to, you're going to want to start right on December 1st. Not that you couldn't start on the second or whatever. We really want to get it to you in time so that you can dive right in and take full advantage of it. So, um, so we're going to do that. So if you're listening and you're like, I need this book, there's a way that you can win one. Um, But for our listeners who are like, I just want to go get a copy. Um, I don't want to wait for it. Jen, where can they grab a copy of Counting Up to Christmas 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke? You can pick up the paperback and the Kindle on Amazon. I'm actually looking into they're now having a hardback option. Ooh. on Amazon. It's like a beta thing right now. And I'm like, oh, I want to see my book in hardback. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at having that available as well. And it'll it'll eventually be available, be up at Barnes and Noble. I just haven't had a chance to get that piece to of get things, all those loaded. things going. Yeah. Yes. And so eventually it'll be more places. But right now it's at Amazon. And I'm um, also within the next week or two, we'll have signed copies available that you can order on my website, jenniferelwood.com and have them sent. A lot of people last year reached out and they were like, hey, can you send a signed copy for me to my friend for Christmas? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> so what is your website address so our listeners can even go there? It's jenniferelwood.com. Right, and, and we will include a link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. Um, so exciting stuff. This is going to be beautiful. You're going to love this for Christmas. Jen, as we wrap up, um, any last thoughts on your heart that you'd like to leave with us? So I just would encourage everyone listening to open the bonus gift of adoption. Ooh. Because... If adoption is a part of your life already, like realize even if you're in the thick of it, if you're in the struggle of a lot of the things that you just like never end, realize what a gift it is from the Lord. Mm. If you're thinking about adoption, start maybe peeling back the papers and seeing what God has for you there. And if you're listening to this because adoption's in your life, but not personally in your life, think about how you might reach out to a family that has adopted or is in the process of it and just reach out to them and do something nice for them for Christmas. Hmm. Oh, wonderful, encouraging words. Jen, thank you so much for sharing your adoption story with us and for writing this amazing, beautiful book that I know is going to minister to so many hearts throughout the holiday season, especially us crazy busy moms. Thanks so much for being on the show with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Same here. And thank you for listening. I hope you were inspired by our conversation. And we will, like I said, include links to Jen's book and website. 
The book is Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke. If you'd like to win a signed copy of Jen's book, don't delay. Hurry over to our Justice for Orphans Facebook page and like, comment, and share the post about this podcast episode. It's episode 299. Uh, You have until 5 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, November 18th. At that time, we will draw a name for our winner and I'll go on uh, to Facebook Live and announce who the winner is. Uh, We want to get you your book uh, so you can have it for December 1st so you can start counting up to Christmas. Remember that November is National Adoption Month. All of our November episodes are adoption focused. And next week for episode 300, we are celebrating our 300th episode with a very special adoptive mom guest. Um, So please make sure that you uh, listen to episode 300 when that releases. I'm your host, Sandra Flack, mom of eight, five through adoption, one kinship, and four siblings adopted internationally, two of which are diagnosed with FAS. I share my family's adoption journey in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. It's available wherever you buy books. Uh, You can order from Amazon, where I hope you will leave a review after you've read it. If you would like a signed copy, which includes a special gift bookmark, you can order from my website, sandraflack.com. And on my website, you can also learn more about me, read my blog. I blog regularly, uh, really specifically to uh, adoptive and foster moms. Uh, And you can also contact me for uh, speaking opportunities. I love to come and speak at your event, whether it be a live event or um, an online platform. Um, I'm available to share and to speak. Uh, And my website is also connected to our ministry website, justicefororphansny.org, where We have a whole new resource page dedicated to fetal alcohol spectrum disorder to help you become FASD informed. Uh, And also my blog, you can head on over to sandraflack.com. Check us out on social media. You can find and follow me on Facebook at Sandra Flack and Sandra Flack author. I'm on Instagram as Sandra Flack underscore JFO and Justice for Orphans has both a Facebook and an Instagram page, which we hope you will follow as well. Thank you again for listening. I'm so grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to Orphans No More, for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere. We hope you are inspired to walk out James 127 in whatever way God calls you. For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.